Radio 1 Chicago, 88.7 FM.
Hey, welcome back to 88.7 FM, WLUW's Radio 1 Chicago. I'm Weekend Gabe, and that was Stay from our in-studio guest, the Hemingbirds, and our lead vocalist, uh, Yosu, joins us. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I did say right, right? It's Yusu, actually. Yusu. <laughs> almost, almost. Hex is a moron. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm, my apologies. Blame everything on the producer. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. True story. Uh, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad you can make it in uh, to join us here on Radio 1. Uh, you guys just dropped a new album this week, Half a Second. How you feel? It feels great. We've been spending... We were just talking about this. We spent a long time working on this and you know just the longer you're waiting to release it just the more pressure and anxiety there is and now that it's finally out and we're playing our show tomorrow to celebrate the release of it it just feels like i just you know got this huge thing off my chest so feels great so four years in between that we're we're talking off mic a little bit and you were kind of like shocked that like sort of digesting the time in between the last record and this one. Yeah. You know? I think I think my brain always thought it was just two years, but I keep <laughs> saying two years and eventually it's four years. Technically it's like three and a half years, but man, that is a long time. So so one song for every year, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what you know. <laughs> you know the band average of a song a year. You know, like I was saying, like perfection takes time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I mean that's a that's a pretty good reasoning for I guess. Well, we'll talk about like what I guess what's transpired in the last four years since you, you know, you guys were touring, touring the last record heavy, decided to take some time off or just sort of rework the band, uh, have some uh, people, you know, either who decided to move on and incorporate new people, new sounds. What was that? Was that part of the plan or that kind of just like organically happened? You know, it was not, I don't think it's ever for the most part, part of a plan to spend four years to make an album <laughs> right and i think one of the things that i really learned is when i look at one of my some of my favorite bands and they take four years to make a record i would think initially like man they're really trying to make this really good right. but when in the actuality what i've discovered through our process is something is not going right there it has to be a reason why things are taking longer than it should because albums should take like a year maybe two years max sure uh, so for us is we we released the vines of age in 2012 and then we spent kind of like a year and a half promoting it putting out singles doing some tours and then uh, we decided to go back into writing mode <clears throat> but a part of the thing that happened is that we kept rotating members so we had a bass player before that we wrote the vines of age with and then we wanted to go a different direction with our music and sure he wasn't completely on board with it and so there were some issues of us trying to figure out what we wanted to sound like our keyboard player had moved to nashville so we had to start over from there and then it eventually became three of us, and we really were trying to figure out, like, what do we want to get out of this band? What do right. we want to sound like? And that in itself took a long time. But once we kind of got the ball rolling with that, then we're like, okay, let's. these are the songs that we want. This is what we want to record it like. Exactly. Um, and then you you guys recorded them in your home studio. So was that was was that process? Because I, I noticed that when things are easily accessible to you, Oftentimes you don't really appreciate it, and so you don't work. You know, like like I could just do whenever I want. But you know, did it did that did that process make it easier to record, or was it still sort of a lengthy time to get these things together? You know, I think that's a great point. I think it's a mix of both because because we have the home studio. Yeah. Then it's like, all right, we can spend as much time as we want trying to make it as perfect as we want it to be. But you know, creatively, that's not really how it works. You need to eventually 
let go of these things that you're working on. Right. And since we had all the time in the world to work on it, we just kept pushing it and kept tweaking it mm -hmm. until eventually it's like, all right, we just need to call it a day and put this thing out. So sure. I think that it was obviously helpful for us because we could make it to how we wanted it to be, but also detrimental because we spent too much time on it. Yeah. What did you learn while you guys were out touring this, uh, the Vines of uh, Age album? Uh, and during that time that, you know, what I guess what knowledge or experience of recording a record and, uh, you know, releasing it and then working it during that time. Well, what did that uh, sort of learning experience uh, what could you take from when moving into this next record? I think one of the things that I had learned when touring was that it's hard for me, at least, to tour and write my brain can't do both at the same time. Yeah. And I think that's part of why it may have taken a while. It's just like either I'm in writing mode or I'm in touring promoting mode. Yeah. Um, and that's something that just took me a bit to figure out. And eventually it's like, man, I haven't written something in a while. I need to do that if we're going to put more material out. Right. So that's something that I've learned. And I just have to be more aware of like, I got to write or I got to promote and tour. Yeah, so that's definitely one thing I learned. Is that so? That's just challenging. So, like, once you're on the road, you're like, I'm on the road. I'm not creating new records. I'm just trying to focus on what we have at we're working on now to make sure that gets out and people know that we're here. Yeah, constantly because my brain is always geared towards what can we do next? Uh, what can we do to help push a single to promote ourselves more right. to play better shows? And that whole cycle is there's never a point of like, what when can I write a song? When can right. I start thinking about another creative thing? I mean, I think that's fascinating because that's like sort of a very old school way of when, when like sort of like you were saying like one to two years, it should take an album to be made and then released. And, you know, before the digital age, that's kind of the timeline when you would hear your favorite artists release an album in between time. Yeah. Because they released the album, then they went on tour for two years and then they made a new record. Yeah. And then now it seems like there's a new record coming out when they're on tour for the record that just came out six weeks ago. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, no, I need to appreciate. So I, I think it's a, it's a admirable that you guys were like, no, let people appreciate this record because it took so long to make now. Then we'll get into the next record when it's time to start creating. Yeah. You know, I think we're just so burnt out with this process at the point where we're like, let's just put it out and see how people like it. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens from there. All right, well, we'll find out what some of the reaction has been uh, that you've been getting back. Uh, <laughs> Don't even uh, tell me. Uh, half a second uh, from our in-studio guest, the Hemingbirds. Uh, Yusu uh, joins us live uh, here on Radio 1 Chicago. Let's get into uh, another record off half a second. Uh, Mess of Things? Yeah, sounds good. All right, let's check it out here on Radio 1 Chicago. We'll be back more with the Hemingbirds. Yo.
Hey, welcome back to Radio 1 Chicago on Weekend Gabe. And that was Mess of Things from our in-studio guest, the Hemmingbirds and lead singer, Yusu. That was great, man. Thanks, man. I like it. A lot lot of energy. I like it. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah. We definitely try to make sure that for these songs, they were a lot more upbeat and we wanted them dancey and a lot more fun than our past stuff. Is that that does that make it easier to perform and uh, the crowd can get more into it a little bit looser? I think uh, it definitely makes the crowd be able to get into it more. Yeah, and you know that's a good point too. I think to a certain degree, you know, if they're dancing and they're fun, then mm-hmm. it's it's nice for us too. It's like, hey, this this one's gonna be fun to play. Yeah. Whereas maybe some of the other ones would be like, all right, this thing's going to get really intense. <laughs> so that always helps. Well, when people aren't fighting, that's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely no fighting is always a good thing. No fight music. We're not doing fight music tonight. Yeah, next record. Uh, so Half a Second <clears throat> is the new record that just dropped this uh, week on the 23rd. Um, have you uh, have you got any feedback from like other musicians, friends, uh, family? Yeah, yeah. It's all been extremely positive, which is really gratifying um the the scariest part for me i think in the album process is right before you put it out because you slaved over it and then it's like all right well i can't change anything now and everyone's gonna hear it and dear god i hope no one hates it (laughs) (laughs) because there's nothing i can do at this point i spent so much time on it sure uh but so far it's been good people people have been impressed and they like it and um, you know, people are saying it's their favorite of our material so far. Wow, so that's really? great. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, it's 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 the shortest uh, effort that you guys made. Only four songs, but mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's the strongest. Yeah. Does that does that speak volumes? That you know, the less is more. I think it was really a very very cognizant process that we had. Is we are all people who are not being able to commit full time to this band. Right. So it's hard to make an LP. We try to do two LPs, and each time we, I feel like uh, we've always fell short in terms of what we really wanted it to mm-hmm. be. Just trying to do too much. Yeah, because it's just too much for a band that's an indie band that's not you know doing it full time. Sure. So we're like, you know what? What if we just did four songs and try to make that really awesome? So that was a goal, and I think uh, it paid off for us because we feel really happy about these songs and the way that they came out. Yeah, absolutely. Take us take us into the I guess the creation of this. We we talked a little bit about sort of there being a little bit of a rotation with the with the band uh, members. So who is who is uh, was working on this record? So uh, ultimately, it was me, Tim Cap, the guitar player, and mm-hmm. then Zach Minkowski, the drum player, and uh, it really ended up being everyone commu- committed uh, to the process. So like, say for example, for writing the bass parts. For one of the songs, mm-hmm. we would do a verse and then we'd all stop and be like, what do we like? What do we don't like? Right. What are some suggestions? Whereas if we actually had a bass player during the recording process, I think it would have been more like, all right, man, what's your bass part? Let's run with it and record. But sure. I think because we didn't have that bass player and we didn't necessarily align ourselves with playing certain instruments, mm-hmm. we were open to creating whatever parts anyone suggested. And I thought that was a fun part. Do you guys usually kind of like start off with someone just jamming or do you kind of have like an idea or some sort of melody in your head that you begin the song with? Or how does that process work? Man, making songs. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there's so many ways it can go. I know, right? Um, I have a couple of them, half a second and stay had started off from jams when uh, our old members were in the band wow. and then so it, part of that was a struggle too because some of the previous members were 
sort of in on it but not completely in on those songs but zach tim and i were really into those songs so when they had left and did their own things we're like you know what i think we actually really did like these songs let's go back and revisit these so those started off as jams yeah mess of things and love you're out there which is the last song um i had written about 80 85 percent of it and i brought it to them and said like i have this thing that i like a lot can i show it to you guys and then we just kind of arranged it together and fleshed it out a little bit yeah what's the the meaning behind half a second Half a second is a the idea of how fleeting your life is. And for example, the fact that I didn't realize until you mentioned now that it was four years ago that we put <laughs> the Vines of Age out. Right. Uh, it's still kind of like mind-blowing to me. Sure. Because it feels like it had just happened. But right. really, it was so long ago. And that that's yeah. the idea of half a second is like, this is a really fleeting moment. Let's capture that. So, you know, it's kind of one of the concepts for this record was each song is going to be representative of this kind of blink of life. So half right. a second is, is I'm enjoying life. Mess of things is this one certain moment. Stay is this one certain moment. Same thing with yeah. I love you're out there. And so that's sort of the encapsulated idea of half a second. I mean, and I mean, I'm pretty sure four years ago, you're almost not a completely different person, but you've grown, you've experienced some things, you've gone through some some things. So the 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 the, the experience and the creation of these two albums has to be completely different, separate in in their own respect, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you listen back to the Vines of Age and when I when I have myself as well. It's pretty dark, and I'm like, man, I was like <laughs> in a darker place. But even when I was right. writing that record, I just felt like I had to write the stuff and get it out there. And I didn't sure. think much of it at the time. But now looking back on it, I was like, man, I, f- I feel like I was very much a different person when I had wrote that record. So with these vibrant records, is that a reflection of the mood that you're currently in? I know you sort of revisited some records, but is that... Are you in sort of a happier place, a space of sorts? Yeah, definitely. I think I'm in a much better place and sort of jumping off tangent. I feel like uh, talking about Kanye's new record, The Life of Pablo, it seems like such a weird thing that he titled it as that. But it just makes sense where he is in his life and like when he made his previous records where his life was at this point. And I sort of feel like I get that now. Like I'm making this more a positive upbeat record for half a second because that's where my life is right now sure and when i make my next record who knows where my life is exactly. going to be at that point but whatever it's going to be it's going to be no I, and i think that's kind of where at least my selfish opinion is that the record shouldn't you know blend into the last record because everyone's growing everyone's experiencing things you're going on tour you're seeing things yeah so the next record should be reflective of that time and so when I hear people sort of putting those records back to back where there's really no time and you see you see an artist like a Kanye all the time or uh, any other rapper you can name and they just keep putting out records like, no, I don't see the growth. Yeah, because you're not growing because <laughs> you're not you haven't disappeared and done anything. <laughs> so like when for this record, I'm pretty sure it, it's a it's an, it's a complete separation of those two worlds. And, you know, th- that's an awesome thing. Yeah, yeah, I sort of feel like, and hopefully listeners get that vibe too. Yeah, for sure. So tomorrow night, you guys are going to be over at Shuba's? Yeah, we're going to be celebrating the release of this record, finally, at (laughs) Shuba's. The show starts at 10, um, and we're playing with the Noise FM and Carpent Tigers, two friends of ours. They're awesome. So, you know, we we handpicked these guys because... We think they're super cool, and we just wanted it to be a really fun night with friends and family. So nice. hopefully whoever's able to can make it out tomorrow night as well. Nice. And are you guys going to be uh, – so people can pick up the album. Uh, are you going to have any hard copies or 
Yeah, we're going to have uh, vinyl. It's nice. the first time we did vinyl, and it was, man, is is it an arduous process? I heard it's months. It is months. <laughs> it is months. And I, I never believed that because I was like, come on, man. Why would it take months? And then it took me months. <laughs> so, so I'm happy that that's finally out. Uh, so we're going to have 12-inch 45 RPM vinyl there. We have CDs there. So uh, whoever you know still likes CDs. And a lot of people still like a CDs. lot of people still like CDs. Did you I was surprised. There, yeah. there is in like uh, either Japan or China. There was like a New York Times, and it, like people are in love with CDs uh, in Asia. It's quite amazing. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, we got to break into the CD Asian <laughs> market, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, you stop, stop. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have that. We'll have, we've got we got some shirts and we've got stickers and other good stuff that they can, people can pick up. Fantastic, man. Well, the Hemingbirds, the Half a Seconds, the new record is out there right now. Tell people what uh, the homepage is and people can go find it and, you know, listen yeah, to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So you can check us out at Hemingbirds.com. We're on all the usual social media, Facebook.com slash Hemingbirds. Our Twitter handle is Hemingbird Says, and we're also on Instagram at Hemingbirds. So find us on any of those platforms. All over the interwebs. Yep, yep. I like it. All right. Thank you so much. You, Sue, I appreciate you joining us here on Radio 1 Chicago. Thanks for having me. Hemingbirds, half a second, the new record. It's fantastic. We've been playing uh, a few joints, and we're going to close out with the title song, Half a Second. All right, let's do it on Radio 1 Chicago. Just...